Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News, May 9th, 2023. A lot to get into today on the podcast. We've got Maddie Pruitt, Becca Martinez, and more. All of the news in one spot on Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh, yeah. Shake those hips. It's Tuesday, baby. It's Transformational Tuesday, and we are not even close to Friday, so we need to get out there and pull our self up from our bootstraps. Do we still have bootstraps? I don't know. And uh, enjoy the Tuesday, folks. Last night was my wife's birthday, so I did all the things you do on a birthday. You know, the things that you can also benefit from? You never give a gift. Never give somebody a gift that you also can't enjoy. That's why I want to have kids so I can play with Legos again. But we went out and got um, uh, deep tissue massages. I cried like a baby for about 60 minutes. It was just unbelievably taxing on my body but we loved it and then we capped it off with a good trip to our favorite Italian place La Pergoletta and we ate all of the pasta. It's gone folks we ate it all. So we've got some entertainment news to help usher you home today from a nice day of work and um, we're going to get it right started with some unfortunate news which is Brandon Jones and Serene Brooke Russell announce their breakup. He says after many months today we have ultimately decided to end our engagement. We've tried to work privately on a relationship which has been incredibly challenging in the public eye. This has been immensely hard to accept and painful as there is a lot of love between the two of us. We are deeply hurting and can only ask that there be no hate. The best path for us at this time is to try and move forward and heal from this as individuals. Rest in peace to the relationship that was Brandon and Serene. A lot of people think love uh, cannot exist because it didn't work out for them on a reality show. We know Brandon suffered from other issues, uh, you know, trying to become an influencer and just adapting to this post-reality world he now lives in. I hope he can find happiness and Serene as well. Together, they are not. But that's where it stands, folks. Another one bites the dust. All right. You know what I wanted to do is get reality Steve's take on this. Whenever there's a breakup or some big issue, I just love to hear what other commentators have to say. So here's reality Steve when he found out that they broke up. So I have no insight to any of their relationship. All I can say is what I say with all of them is I don't believe these two ever moved in together. I could be wrong, but I think they spent a lot of time together, but I don't think they moved in. So just like any relationship with this franchise, to me, it's just no matter if you get engaged at the end of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise, it's still just two people dating. You do have an engagement fiancé title behind you because that's what the show wants. But really all it is is just extended dating. Couldn't and, agree and more once. with you, reality Steve, old Steve Carbone. Speaking of Italians, Steve knows a good uh, his way around the old pasta dish. Uh, by the way, I'm going to see reality Steve, uh, I think early June. I think I'm going to see him... Um, in Vegas, he's having a, like, I guess every year he does like a meet and greet party. And if you're a fan of his and or mine, I guess you're going to want to come to that. Oh, no, definitely his. If you're not a fan of Reality Steve's, why would you go? Uh, but I will be there for that. But I've got a big announcement. I can't, oh, I hate to tease it here, folks. You're going to be upset. But on the Patreon, the Patreon got an exclusive look at some negotiations that are happening about uh, it being interviewed on one of the bigger podcasts in Bachelor Nation. I would consider it the Joe Rogan of Bachelor Nation. If you know me, you know who I'm talking about. But um, collaborations, or at least the effort, is in the works to get uh, a couple of minds meeting for an interview for a podcast. I can't say it yet. I'll let you know when it's actually recorded. I don't want to jinx it. But if you do want the behind the scenes of that conversation as it's taken 
taking place, go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal. That's where I post all of the behind the scenes of, you know, of uh, what, what I'm doing running the show here. I've been posting what my revenue source is for the podcast, which by the way, it's doing a lot better than I had anticipated. And I will take that. So when it comes to uh, going back to breakups, we have Clayton Eckerd in Bachelor Nation overcoming his breakup with Susie, finally gets his own place. Here's a Instagram story from Clayton as he explains the struggles that come with furnishing your own apartment. All right, this interior design stuff is fun, right? Look, brand new rug, brand new table. I'm loving it, but the more stuff I buy, the more stuff I realize I need because now I got to put something on top of that table. I didn't have that problem yesterday. Now I have it. <laughs> How zen of Clayton to realize the more stuff I buy, the more stuff I need. And that's the problem with consumerism here in the Western world, specifically the Amazon culture of the US of A. So yeah, I hear you, Clayton. Uh, don't you remember the good old days of being a single guy in your early 20s? I'll tell you what, when I moved to New York City, I had we had an old recliner. God knows what was stuck into it. I I mean, I'm not kidding. There were love stains. It had the remote. You, you lose a remote control in that recliner. It's gone. You don't go looking for it. Trust me. And then for, for our, we didn't have a kitchen table, of course, because the dining room was turned into an extra bedroom because you got to afford rent, right? Hey, these are the problems of a um, lower class actor trying to make a living. You know what I mean? It's not, it ain't easy out there. I didn't have old billionaire daddy helping me out. Nope. Did it all on my own folks uh old blue collar dave um so anyway my uh we didn't have a kitchen table because we had you know that extra roommate living in there and for our uh, uh coffee table we ended up just using a giant box turned upside down like a cardboard box finally i ventured over to target which i think is like east of the upper east side and i bought a table it was only 20 bucks and i was like oh yeah i should have just bought a table one of those you know um uh, sawdust you know ikea style uh tables but we've come a long way clayton but you buy a table now you got to put something on the table well you're going to put a bowl on the table and then what are you gonna have to do you're gonna have to put fruit in the bowl it ain't gonna last long you know what i mean i can't tell you how many strawberries i'm throwing out because uh my wife's like we need raspberries and then i'm like you're not eating the raspberries you know what i mean gotta eat those raspberries all right so anyway uh but luckily we can afford those raspberries due to a sponsor that we have i'm so excited to be talking about today's bachelor rush hour podcast is sponsored by mike Microdose Gummies, an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Microdosing helps curb my anxiety, folks. I'm telling you, I'm having a little microdose before I go on stage. Your boy's feeling good, calm, relaxed. I'm not having too much anxious energy. Not to mention, they're sending me sativas, hybrids, indicas. Indica means in the couch, right? You eat it and you melt into the couch as you watch TV. Either way, Clayton, maybe you should get some microdose gummies to put on that coffee table there. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, microdose.com. Code RUSHHOUR. Oh boy, aren't I good at this? Am I getting better? <laughs> Liking doing these advertisements here. All right, well, let's get to our next story. Maddie Pruitt has a big announcement. Big news, she says. Uh, and I'm like, what's the big news? You're not going to take money from uh, you know companies that employ slave labor? Looking at you, Sheehan. Of course, we're tough on Maddie because she's always like, you know, you need to be serving to others. But like literally everything she does is all about her. All right. Do we start a beef? Here we are, folks. So 
she said, big news, exciting announcement coming Wednesday. Any guesses? And then um, Game of Roses, I think, actually spoiled it by showing her poster for her upcoming book, The Love Everybody Wants. Maddie Trizzy Trout is coming out with another book called The Love Everybody Wants, which will be released September 19th. I'll tell you what, when it comes to capitalism, nobody does it better than Maddie Pruitt. She's got a built-in audience with her church, so plenty of books are being sold. Here's Maddie talking about what love means to her. How do you love people? If God's proudness of you is predicated on how you love people, is he proud of you? Wow. Because that's what he cares about. So so it was a conditional question. If God's uh, love for you is predicated on whether or not you love others, is he... I mean, it's a very confusing question. I don't know if... I don't... I think... I think I agree with her. It's just very complicated um, to sift through. It just feels like a bunch of Hallmark cards all cut up and put together. That's his heart. And as his children, our heart should be what his heart is. So Lord, give, give, me, give me insight, give me vision. How do I love and serve people well? If it's not about me, how can I lay down my life? I think it's so cool that John 3.16 talks all about how Jesus laid down his life for us. But then 1 John 3.16 talks about how you and I as believers should lay down our life for other people. And you can do that by writing a book and charging $29.99. No, I'm kidding. Hey, look, I believe that people should receive the wealth from their creativity and things like that. So hoping she's just doing the fair thing, which is, you know, I don't know, paying her share of taxes. That's all I say. I always say, look... Uh, do I do I believe we should have billionaires out there? Well, not really. I do. I think if we, you know, that that whole Bernie Sanders. Oh, this is going to piss off a lot of people here. But it relates to Maddie, which relates to Bachelor. Um, Bernie Sanders has that thing where he goes, "Yeah, I don't think billionaires should exist. I think if you make nine hundred and ninety nine million dollars, and if you have that, if you're worth that much money, I, and this is what he says, he goes, I don't think you need the extra million dollars. I think that can go to programs to help the poor. I think it can go to maybe, uh, you know, whatever. Is anyone worth that much money? And I know people get really upset. Oh, you want social wealth distribution? It's like. Well, yeah, to a point, because there are people like Maddie's um, Maddie's uh, husband's father. I'm pulling up a photo here of them at the Kentucky Derby. He's like so rich, and it's and and it's like oh, that's okay. And I'm sure the people that are around you get funding. Like Maddie's husband got his own, you know, basketball team, and they flew him around, and he got to like you know cosplay as a successful basketball player. But it's like, all right, at what cost here? Like, are we are we donating to campaigns that are good for humanity and good for the middle class, or is it all about rich people trying to hold on to their wealth? And you you might be listening to this from your cushy $700,000 a year job. Hey guys, this ain't you. You ain't rich. I'm not talking about the thousandaire. I'm not talking about the millionaire. I'm talking about capital B billionaires. That's so much money. You know, you know who would be a billionaire out there? Um, what's the, um, a Dolly Parton. She would be an absolute certified billionaire, but she donates so much of her wealth to so many great organizations. And that's true charity. That's the charity Maddie talks about. I would implore them to see what Trizzy Trout's father's doing, and maybe he's super charitable, but again, buying horses and racing them in the derby, for me, isn't exactly the best way to share your money, not if you're preaching about prosperity and helping out the poor. All right, but I digress, and look, we have one more story to get to, non-bachelor related. Hotel manager charged after guest woke up to him 
sucking on his toes. This happened in Nashville at a Hilton. And boy, the story gets strange. Listen closely, folks. A Nashville Hilton hotel guest woke up to a hotel night manager sucking on his toes, according to the Metro Nashville Police Department. The night manager, 52-year-old David Neal, was arrested and charged with aggravated burglary and assault, police report. Police report Neal created a key card to set foot in the guest room around 5 a.m. March 30th. Again, this is David Neal waking up and sucking on the toes of a man The man realized Neil had entered his room the day before to help solve a television issue. Officers reported David Neil told police he went into the guest room because of the smell of smoke. Police arrested David Neil in Lebanon at his home Friday, according to detectives. And I don't know what it is about toe stories, but boy, are we stubbing ourselves on a good toe story. Right, folks? Toes knows, Dale toes goes. If you don't understand that reference, you're new here. And we've got our featured story right after a word from our sponsors. We're going to get to our featured piece of content today. There really isn't too much craziness happening out there. So it was kind of difficult to decide which piece of content I wanted to share with you. We have three different videos that we made on the YouTube channel. We had the Brandon Jones one. We already kind of paraphrased that, the breakup with Serene. And then the other video was what was going down with Maddie Pruitt. And I was able to twist and turn that into a Writers Guild of America strike video, because whenever we talk about Maddie, we end up talking about workers' rights and trying to help others. Because to me, that's what God wants me to do is to try to help, you know, bring laughter to all, but also to just raise light on some social issues here. That's how I'm using my platform. But also our third piece of content is one I'm going to share with you right now. And it's a very interesting, and albeit kind of funny story here, where Becca Martinez posted a photo of her kids playing with these white rabbits, but those rabbits are also in the farm. They're going to be used as meat. They're meat rabbits. So here's the reaction from Bachelor Nation as Becca Martinez defends herself for introducing her kids to sustainable farming. Boy, it gets kind of strange, doesn't it, folks? Here's the story. The stories just write themselves these days. Becca Martinez lets kids play with dinner, dinner being that white, fluffy magician's rabbit, Uh, but they didn't pull it out of the hat. Uh, We're going to get into the story right now. Becca claps back after people were like, are you serious? And then I'll give you my opinion on the matter. Not here to judge any mothers for their techniques. Follow me on Instagram at dneals. I've got stand-up show updates Thursday in Burbank. I'll be in New York City in a couple weeks and so much more going on. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal for behind the scenes bonus content where we're sharing all of the gossip I can't share with you guys and there's a lot out there also Bachelor Rush Hour the afternoon podcast we'll be there today every afternoon bachelorrushhour.com so Becca posted this last night she said I have to remind them her kids every day that we're going to eat them eventually. It's more of a reminder to myself than anything. Now, for those that are wondering, she means eat the rabbit, not eat the kids. Like She's not reminding the kids, we're going to eat you. She's like, hey, that cute rabbit you've got, we're going to eat it. And that is an adorable... I mean, come on, that's a cute rabbit. Look at those rabbit's feet, right? That's adorable. But is it a good source of food? And, you know, should we be shaming people? A lot of mom shaming happening for... Uh, eating rabbits or is the question more like just don't let your kids develop some sort of emotional attachment it's going to cost a lot more in therapy when they become teenagers and go you know what my mom let us uh become best friends with our food and maybe we shouldn't be doing that so anyway i don't know you guys be the judge right now there it is And um, Becca says, if the biggest source of my kids' trauma is from eating rabbits, I'll consider my parenting job 
well done. Uh, we had a funny response from Demi. We'll get to that in a second. But people are like, what are you talking about? Uh, some people are saying, hey, if you didn't grow up in 4-H or FFA, it shows. I love the pigs I raised and they were also delicious. I don't know. I mean, I understand the dilemma. I think bacon is a very delicious meat. I also think pigs are very intelligent animals that shouldn't be eaten. Uh, but uh, where do I stand on the fence? You know what I mean? I'm uh, just, you know, I'm not a vegan. That's for sure. All right. So that was her initial post, the rabbit post here, the uh, uh, kids playing with the rabbits. And then here's her response. We'll turn the audio off there. She says, I took notes on my dancing face and tried to loosen up. So this is her response. Uh, she says, when people think it's wrong to let my kids bond with our meat rabbits. And then she says, after that, she does a little dance. But I posted about our kids playing with the chickens for over a year, and no one batted an eye when we ate them. Look, uh, first of all, as far as poultry is concerned, I don't think... I think animals have varying levels of intelligence. Uh, elephants are very smart and very closely related to humans. Of course, so are chimpanzees, uh, rat mammalia. Mammals, to me, um, are, are probably smarter than a lot of reptilian creatures, at least in the sort of, I mean, again, look, hey, I'm not, a, I'm, you know, someone's going to comment. Well, actually, the salamander, shut up, Tina. Okay, uh, go over there and eat your rabbits. So either way, we used to tell our kids, you make sure to eat your carrots, but now we're saying make sure to eat the rabbit uh, that ate the carrot. All right, uh, let's dangle some carrots on a stick. Dazed Honey said, weird as F and not a flex. Um, and other people have said, hey, if you're taking your kids to a petting zoo and then went to a McDonald's, it's the same thing. Now, look, I get it. We have a weird sort of um, detachment from our food source. And it could be, there's two different conversations. Growing, uh, Farming your own animals is probably the most sustainable version an ethical version of eating animals. Factory farming's ridiculous. Uh, there should be better measures in place to feed all of us. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if you know, if you live in California, you drive through a certain, when you head to Northern California, you drive through this like slaughter town. It smells horrible. Those are di dead, dying and rotting cows. It smells horrible. Pigs. I mean, look, hey, we, we, we I think we all are on the same page that it's horrifying. I think a lot of people can just disassociate. And that's probably one of the problems we have in society. Now, the other issue is letting your kids form an emotional attachment with said animal before it heads to the slaughterhouse. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Demi, our good friend, Demi Burnett said, I'll and of course she always has a good story. She says, I'll never forget my ex stepdad tomahawking my rabbit in the neck. I was horrified. I only agreed to eat it if they made me a keychain out of its foot. Tasted like chicken. Well, there's another amazing comment by Demi. Why you should be eating more rabbit. Again, the issue of eating rabbit doesn't seem to be like the issue. It's the issue of maybe uh, letting your kid form an emotional bond with an animal. We wouldn't, we wouldn't feed a kid a dog after having it be a family pet. But, um, you know, if farm animals are certainly different. Uh, I think pigs and, and um, in certain farm animals like chickens, we, we can like, you know, it, they're not as snuggly, per, you know, to say. But another way, Patrice O'Neill had a great bit about this. I just looked it up. Killing animals for food. He tells us which animals he's okay eating. Of course, Patrice O'Neill, one of the best comedians of all time, died early of a stroke. Here's what he had to say about eating farm animals versus non-farm animals here. And we're having trouble loading it. And such is the way the world works, folks. Let me try this one more time. Here we go. You'd be like, damn, I can't kill a cow. I could kill fish, though. Because fish don't have any eyebrows, you know what I mean? A fish, 
right, so we do a lot of stuff to fish that ain't right. Because as soon as you catch it, it's... Okay, so fish don't have eyebrows. So Patrice O'Neill says he can kill an animal that doesn't have eyebrows. Uh, bunnies, I think, have little... They got little fluffy eyebrows, you know what I mean? But either way, it doesn't mean you won't eat it to just wouldn't kill it. So uh, we're barrel scraping, baby. Let's talk about the fit. Let's talk about the rabbits. We should all be eating more rabbit. Lean, nutritious, and climate-friendly rabbit can offer an escape from the industrial meat supply chain. Um, be, uh, so anyway, uh, what do we, uh, uh, um, people began eating more rabbits during the pandemic. Someone said it's a hard sell. People look at rabbits like it's Bambi's friend Thumper. Perception is everything when we're eating animals. As social anthropologist Xavier Medina explains, our meat choices rely on categorical thinking. Pets cannot be food. But Medina, the director of the UNESCO Chair on Food, Culture, and Development, is a Spaniard. So he acknowledges rabbits' particular case. It's cute in a pet shop window, but it has also been bred for food since antiquity especially on the Iberian Peninsula, home to uh, Orctologus caninculus. Oh, boy, that sounds like a sex move, doesn't it? The prodigious European rabbit, the ancestor to the world's 305 domesticated breeds. In Spain, they eat lots of rabbits. Well, they do a lot of things in Spain, don't they? Even there, though, rabbits' transitional status creates a difficult balance for the socially constructed identity given to the animal, uh, writes Medina in a 2007 edited volume, Consuming the Inedible, Neglected Dimensions of Food Choice. We're wigged out by rabbits' binary busting. The bunny taboo is especially resonant in the U.S., where it's implicated, says famed Ophel chef Chris Cosentino, in our problematic food system. The public views certain meats as okay to eat and others not. By doing so, we've limited our ability to be sustainable and have variants in our diets, and we've also fueled the fire for factory farming. So yeah, I mean, uh, rabbits, they say, are actually high in a lot of great things here. Lean, nutritious, and climate-friendly. Rabbit can offer an escape from the industrial meat supply chain. My first pet was a rabbit, so I have a little bit of a bias here that I wouldn't want old Fluffy to be, uh, you know, uh, brought out for dinner. But could, could there be an argument made that maybe uh, exposing your kids to a little bit of reality in, in that food isn't just something that falls on the plate but comes from a source you know, that, that could be a good thing. I don't know. I'd love to know what you guys think. You're a bunch of moms out there. Uh, are, are we parent shaming here by criticizing Becca? Uh, it, what's funny is she just got, she has that homestead haircut. You know what I mean? She, she's got um, little house on the prairie energy, but um, she's also a super successful influencer. I mean, she's made tons of money to the point where she was able to quit chatty broads. I mean, chatty broads must have been bringing her at least a hundred to 150, $200,000 a year. I'm guessing at least I know what the stats look like. Maybe more quarter million dollar job. And she just says, I don't need to do it. That means her social media must be making so much more. Uh, so good for her for, um, you know, practicing what she preaches, living this sustainable lifestyle. I'm not going to judge her, but let's see if there's anything on her Instagram following what we saw there. Uh, let's just go forward to what happened today here. Um, uh, do, 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 do. She's working out. Good for her. Um, nothing so far. She's got a lot, a lot on her stories here. This is a full-time job. Reminder that not eating animal products is not equal to inherently more ethical. I'm genuinely floored at how many people are so disconnected from their food source and not just meat. Fruits, vegetables, legumes that are grown and harvested by people who our government and citizens look down on and give no significant or meaningful protection to, or dignity dignity for that matter. Uh, breeding low-emission meat is a great thing to do for the environment and for humanitarianism. 
system. Yeah, I mean, of course, a lot of factory farming, even on the vegetable side of things, uses a ton of water and migrant workers that you know don't have you have citizen status or rights. You know, they come to they come to our country to work on farms where they're barely paid. You know, and, and they do backbreaking work. Signed, a kid from a family of migrant farm laborers. Do I like getting a rise out of people? Yes. And I also just find it like interesting to see where people like don't question things, but question certain things. Here's what I mean. I find it really interesting that people take such an issue with the kids bonding with uh, these rabbits. I'm not doing it in quotes with them bonding with the rabbits and playing with them, which, by the way, I try to actually keep to a minimum. The dressing up was something that um, our, our nanny did with them and I prefer not to do that and I prefer to them for them to only have a few minutes of handling every day because it's stressful for the rabbits but anyway what I find interesting is that so the rabbits start to finish after they're born it's like eight to twelve weeks when you process them for meat so like under three months meanwhile but I've been posting our kids playing with carrying the chickens so much over the last like year and a half consistently quite frequently and yet no one has much to say when we've butchered the chickens because no one cares about chickens they don't have eyebrows we butchered a few and i posted about it and not hidden it at all so it's just interesting because it seems that people's morals and ethics are really swayed by like the cuteness of animals and i mean it's something Look, I remember in the old episodes of Vanderpump Rules where none of these people are vegetarian, but they're protesting dogs being eaten in China, but then they're eating like baby cows and baby sheep in the U.S. Like, it's just... Good point. Giving American. It's oh, do I hate it when people say giving. I, I will never, you will never catch me. You will never catch me saying giving. What does this even mean? It's giving American. What does giving mean? It's giving American. Ah! Anyway, she says it's America. Looks are everything. All these people commenting are going to eat the least attractive person first at the apocalypse. Fortunately, I'll be long gone by the time it gets to that. <laughs> Can't take my time. She posts that uh, video we already watched, and then our final, uh, our final slide here. Sean said, "That's why you posted it, though, right? You want to make people mad, so there's more engagement on your page." She said, "Can I actually set something straight? I post this stuff because I'm entertained and interested in people's reactions, but I get way better engagement by posting a cute bump pic and giving away Lululemons in the comments. I actually need to have better self-control about being a pot stir because ultimately it gets me to lose followers and engagement, and it also gives me anxiety after." like 20 minutes well there you have it we have stories about christianity billionaires we have stories about ethical eating of your farm animal rabbits we've got stories about sucking toes i mean if this isn't a full house of content here on bachelor rush hour i don't know what is by the way i wanted to give a shout out to everyone over at she's all batch that has joined us and listened to our podcast you guys might not know this but we're doing this thing called micro show may and that's where the small little podcast that nick file uh, has 
has uh, has kind of talked about uh, my channel. She's all batch and Game of Roses. It's where we're actually combining our um, our powers together in promoting each other. So she's all batch decided to pro promote my channel yesterday, and I'll be promoting Game of Roses by airing a bonus episode on Bachelor Rush Hour of Game of Roses, and then next week Game of Roses will air me and vice versa. We're all switching around and promoting each other. Isn't that the power that we all want out there? Helping each other, peers raising up arms and, you know, doing the thing where we kind of just um, are all on the same side of this. Anyway, folks, you get what I'm trying to say. I don't want to take any more of your time. You've made it home. You're happy. And we will be back tomorrow for another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour.